0: This is Jake the Steak Roberts, and guess what? You're listening to another damn wrestling podcast. It's time for...
1: Uh, another Wrestling Podcast.
2: The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. they think they got the answers,
3: I change the
0: question. The cream of the crop but he does it better these are the best in the world brother these are the best at what they do when we talk about the legends of the sport there's only two in my book another wrestling podcast
4: another wrestling podcast now can you dig that sucker <laughs>
1: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. I'm
5: Steve Credo, and I'm Jonathan Benjamin.
1: Jonathan, man, episode seventy. Wow, it's another little milestone. We made it to uh, to episode seventy. That's another pat on the back,
5: right? Absolutely. That's all I ever do is pat myself on the back. So uh, today is no different, my friend.
1: That's right, guys. And uh, uh, Jonathan, we have a very special guest coming up in a little bit. Uh, you want to give us give the man a little bit of an intro?
5: Absolutely. This gentleman that is going to be on the show today is a certified Hall of Famer. He is one of my favorites of all time. I've had the pleasure of meeting this gentleman and uh, sharing chicken with him. It's a story for a different time, Steve. But we have none other than Jake the Snake Roberts on our show today. And that indeed is a huge deal
1: wow and i know all the critics out there jonathan are saying guys another wrestling podcast awp how do you do it how do you get all these guests every week and jonathan well uh, we're, we're just that damn good right
5: absolutely we here at another wrestling podcast we strive we are always trying to make this better for you the fans and for us let's just be honest about it so we are constantly trying to do things differently than all those other podcasts out there. If I had to say one thing about us is that we are absolutely different than those other podcasts and Steve, I'm going to I'm going to go crazy right now. I'm going to just cut a promo. I'm going to I'm going to talk to you and for all of you that are out there listening right now, this is why you should listen to another wrestling podcast. Like Steve mentioned, each week we bring you another wrestling podcast. This is episode number 70. We have outlived so many other podcasts that thought, hey, you know what, I'm going to do this. It's easy. It's not easy, folks. We spend a lot of time getting the greatest and best talent for all of you. To listen each week. Okay, so
1: okay. What, okay. Yeah, that, that's not your best promo, Jonathan. Come on. I need to, I need to. you gotta reach deep down inside, and I want you to really sell another wrestling podcast.com to everybody right now. Come
5: what on. I'd like to have right now is for all of you fat, out of shape, Poughkeepsie pissants to do is to sit down and listen why. Awa, another wrestling podcast preaches to you. I do want to point out
1: that you said AWA and not AWP.
5: Sweet Jesus!
1: <laughs> well, it's okay, Jonathan. Maybe next time, you know, promos. You know, it's it's an art form, Jonathan. I think that's what that's a really good topic to get into. Uh, the art of the promo, uh, Jonathan. I mean, that's like pretty one third of the business. I mean, you got to have a promo, you got to have a look, and then you have to actually wrestle. So, I mean, it's a big part of pro wrestling, and uh, I don't think we ever talked about it before.
5: No, and promos themselves, like you mentioned, everybody has their own pro- promo style. So, we've got some greats, we've got some not-so-greats, but if it's one thing that you remember is when wrestlers get on that mic. So, I think that it's a great topic, and we should get right into it.
1: That's right, guys, and uh, guys and gals and children of all ages, if you're listening out there right now, I know you're on Twitter. Everybody's on Twitter Even your grandma's on Twitter. Uh, Follow us. Tweet us at A Wrestling P.O.D., A Wrestling Pod, however you want to say it. Guys, we want to hear from you. Tweet us. uh, Probably the fastest way you can kind of communicate with us. There's many other ways to do it, but tweet us if you're listening to us right now. Follow us and uh, let us know maybe who some of your favorite promo guys were. Uh, Jonathan, so the art of the promo, if we can call it, the art of the promo. Uh, What do you think goes into the art of a promo?
5: Well, you know... Back whenever professional wrestling was in its heyday, whenever we were younger or whatever, um, there was not much in the way of the art of the promo, I guess. If you look back at some of the people that you think of, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, um, it was really a lot of nonsensical rambling. It made sense, and as a kid, they were highly energetic, and so you just loved that they were you know, crazy. And I guess that would be part of it, is just energy. You have to have an amazing energy to cut a promo, whether it is like a chilled energy or a super hyper energy such as the Ultimate Warrior, energy is one of the great elements of a promo. Also, subject matter. I don't want you to just come out and say, I'm going to beat up this guy and I'm going to punch him in the face. It's like you have to actually have meaning to what you're saying. So energy, meaning. Was that your big guy voice? That was my big guy voice. (laughs)
1: Well, no, you're, you're right, Jonathan. Uh, definitely, you know, you need that energy. You need to know what you're doing. You need to, you need to be into your character. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of young people out there, especially I've been watching Tough Enough this season. Uh, a lot of, you know, people, they just don't get it in a way. It's, it's definitely an acting form. You know, you definitely got to lose yourself in your character. You got to be that person. You got to really, you know... Do it. And you can't just, you know, like, hey, I'm going to, like you said, you know, I'm going to come out there and kick your butt. You know, you got to understand who you are, how you're going to say it. And you got to get that meaning across. And, uh, you know, some people have it and some people just don't. Um, Jonathan, though, but if we could talk briefly Uh, Before we get into some of the the promos, which we'll talk about later, uh, some of the some of the greats, um, I do want to ask you because today is a whole different world of pro wrestling. Um, You know, it's definitely not like it was in the '90s, and it sure isn't. Like it was in the '80s, Uh, you know. A lot of promos today are are scripted. I mean, back then, I know they kind of had a little, a few bullet points of, you know, okay, you got to mention this guy, you got to mention that you're fighting him here, and and then that's it. You got to get to the conclusion of it, and then you know you kind of go with it on your own, like a little bit of improv. But today, man, I feel like line by line is so scripted that these these guys and girls got to remember it line for line. And if they slip up, it's like the end of the world. And uh, what, what are your thoughts about being unscripted versus scripted? Because, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I know it kind of helps out, but it's still, is it does it take away from the whole essence of pro wrestling?
5: Ab- yeah, absolutely. There's no question. Whenever you watch... A promo back in the day, they're not like trying to get to the next bullet point. They're not trying to say, "Okay, I mentioned that we're in this hometown. I mentioned who my opponent is. I mentioned the next pay per view." They just, they just spoke about what was going on right now, and that's what made some of the best uh, promo guys so good, is because it was off the cuff. Uh, I remember we, you know, we recently lost rally Piper, but I remember when John Carpenter was talking about they live, and whenever he decided to cast Rowdy Piper to be in that movie, Rowdy Piper gave him a notebook, and it was just nothing but like things that he wrote down. Like, uh, I came to kick ass and chew bubble gum, like, uh, don't throw rocks at a man with a machine gun, like, all this stuff that he just came up with. And I feel like if more wrestlers today put that time and effort into trying to make themselves um, more creative... Uh, a better promo, it would it would make themselves a better wrestler as well. You've got very few people today that like when they talk, I just like stop to listen. There's a lot of guys that just talk to hear themselves talk, but there's a lot of people that whenever they start talking, they, they almost command your presence. So like you'll just stop what you're doing and listen to them. And so in, in my situation, my eyes, I think that you know, scripted is not the way to go. If you look back at all the greats and you know, even recently with the, the CM Punk promos and stuff like that prior to his departure from WWE, uh, there was a lot of truth behind those. There was a lot of feeling and emotion that you wouldn't necessarily get from a scripted promo. Some of the people that you can constantly tell that their promos are scripted are Brie Bella. <laughs> if if you watch her, she'll she will say, It's it's just like she's reading something off a paper. It's like I am going to SummerSlam this weekend and you are going to go down to Chinatown. Um, Like her, Vicky Guerrero, and God love Vicky Guerrero. I thought she was an amazing... Manager and uh, a great asset, but like every time that she would cut a promo, if you go back and listen, it's just like she's she's memorized it word for word, and she's just saying it verbatim. So,
1: yeah, a little fun fact too. I mean, I think um, I'm not sure who else does this, but I know Bray Wyatt actually writes all of his own promos and submits it to to the writing team or whatever for approval. So, a plus for that guy because he's actually wants to be you know involved with his character as much. I'm granted, maybe other people do, but I, I just know that he definitely does. And uh, speaking of the scripted promos, I remember there was even, I don't remember how long ago was it, maybe a, f- a year, a few years ago or whatever, but Randy Orton was actually caught on camera asking uh, so-and-so what his next line was because he forgot his line. Like, if you're that too far into the script and you can't just ad-lib it, it's like, come on, you're, you're kind of losing, you know, the whole point of pro wrestling. And, you know, so what, you're not not—you're not exactly on point of what line was next but come on you, you kind of knew where the, the where it should be going and you know that's what i think a lot of it lacks today hopefully you know i think with nxt they're kind of uh you know letting that you know get away a little bit from the un- the scripted parts where they're kind of letting them do some of the promos on their own to a certain extent so Hopefully, you know that the art is coming back with the promo with them, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, Triple H is uh, teaching those kids well down there of, uh, you know, how to, how to do what you really need to do, and that's cut a promo. Uh, Jonathan, but there's been many, uh, you know, promos of the past and the present that, you know, a lot were great. We're going to play some in a little bit, but uh, the one of the best promos or promo or I don't know how to actually get to the point of it, uh, is Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake was always great on the mic. Uh, you know, when he listened, or when he spoke, you listened kind of a thing. So uh, without further ado, we have none other than WWE Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts live with us in the studio. Right, today's guest is a legend in the world of professional wrestling he's a WWE Hall of Famer and an all around great guy it's our pleasure and privilege to welcome to the show Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts Jake thanks for joining us today how are you feeling?
0: Oh, I feel great man, I feel great
5: so there's quite a buzz right now going around about your latest project can you please tell us about your movie The Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts
0: well it's you know, they just followed me with a camera for two and a half years, man, and um, watched me uh, come out of that dark place I was in. Of course, you get a lot of that footage when I was still there, and uh, it, um, it kind of grabs you, man, because you, you, you realize the suffering that somebody does once they're there, and uh, the path they choose it's a tough one to come out of and uh, for me to come out of it man I'm so blessed that I came out the other side so many guys haven't you know there's been a lot of guys in wrestling there's a lot of guys in everything that they just don't make it back man and uh, I made it back you know I mean you do cocaine for 30 years uh, the odds are you're not going to make it
1: that's right you
0: know they, you know, eight ball a day and drinking every day with it you know and uh, not wanting to live but people get a Get an inside look at uh, how painful it is, you know, and um, and what it takes to come out. And um, so my hope is that people will watch this movie and they'll understand addiction a little bit better But they'll also realize that their friends that are addicted need help and they'll be more willing to help them. Because it's hard to help an addict, man. I mean, uh, chances are an addict's going to rob you and steal from you and lie to you. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's what addicts do. Yep. but uh, they still need the opportunity and the help to come out of it because they can't do it by themselves
1: sure now uh was it hard to relive some of those you know no, no, those hard times on film again
0: oh god yeah man i mean like now we're going around showing the movie and uh you know premiering in different cities all across the nation and um you know we're doing Q and A afterwards i find it very hard to uh to sit there and look at myself like I was. And because uh, I just shake my head, I'm like, that's really me, you know? And kind of what was wrong with me? How, how could I get so bad, you know? And uh, it's a good reminder where I was, you know? And uh, thank God it's been three and a half years sober now, man. And uh, I never felt that would have happened. No, that's... Um, three and a half years you know, without drinking Jake Roberts are you serious wait <laughs> that's a different Jake oh, damn right it's a different Jake it's a better Jake it's a, it's an informed Jake sure. informed and reformed but uh, you know now I'm doing comedy I'm out on the road having fun with that and um, having a blast doing the comedy man and uh, really being supported really well um, we just got through with a Canadian swing up there for about 10 days we had lots of sellouts and um had a few standing ovations and uh... really enjoyed being around the fans and and talking to them and answering their questions so it's uh... I'm having fun. I'm, I'm having fun and it's been a long time since I've had fun, man. It really has.
5: So obviously a lot of people have been seeing this movie. What have you been hearing from these people who have seen it already?
0: Oh my god, man. It's been unbelievable. I know when we were out in Utah, man, there were people in the audience crying, you know, and uh... I uh, had a lady come up to me and say that she had turned her back on her best friend of 25 years a couple of years before because of her addiction you know with alcohol and uh, that uh, the movie so moved her she was going to to go to the hotel and get on the phone and try to reach the lady and she, the lady was uh, overseas and she was going to try to reconnect and see if she could do something you know so that's what we want we want to inspire people to help others you know and uh Help you know, people understand addiction. You know, I've been to jails and I've been to rehabs. I never met anybody in either place that said, you know, when I was a kid, my dream was to grow up and become an addict or a drunk. You know, it's not something you dream about doing. And that's certainly not something you want to do once you get there. But once you get there it's too late to jump back off the boat, man, because uh all of a sudden you're in the ocean floating by yourself and there's nowhere else to go but that bottle or cocaine or whatever your your problem is. And uh, it's not fun. Mm. I mean, I quit enjoying doing my drug. I mean, you know, people ask me, why would you do cocaine in the first place? Because it was a lot of damn fun. Yeah. I <laughs> don't laugh. Yep. You know, but at some point, it was no longer a choice to do it anymore. You know, it was a necessity. And once anything becomes a necessity, you're screwed
1: Sure, and now uh, maybe someone for who's listening today that is uh you know going through a similar situation that yeah, you man. that you went through is there any i don't know like one piece of advice that no matter what people tell them out there, maybe that one thing that can get them uh you know in the right
0: place well, the bottom line is this you gotta know that you want it and just know that you can do it see you get to such a dark place man, you don't think there's it's impossible to come out of it. Well, it is possible to come out of it. Hell, there's a damn movie about Jake the Snake coming out of it. So, if Jake can do it, so can you. But you gotta want it, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta want to suck up to it and drink it in, man. And uh, bottom line is, you gotta change your whole damn life. You know why? Because the life you have right now sucks.
3: Yeah,
0: Ugh. You know, you gotta, you got to find new friends. you got to get your support group around you. It's not a flip the coin, this will be easy thing, man. No, it's not. But it's damn sure worth it, man. It's damn sure worth it. All right. Now, you, you mentioned a little bit about
1: uh, doing some comedy, but now that the movie's getting ready to come out, uh, what's next for Jake yeah. Roberts? Uh, a
0: book, a speaking tour? Is there anything you know, else lined up? I, I've got I've got a book that's uh, about uh, 95% done. i just got to go over and edit it uh, one last time and then it'll be ready to go to press. I'm doing it myself because I'm not giving it away. So, so uh, it may take me a little bit longer because I am doing it myself. I'm learning what it's all about. Uh, doing that. We're doing TV shows. We're doing movies. And, you know, I'm doing a little bit of everything, man, but I do love the comedy. I really do. And, um, uh, There's also a big surprise thing. um, I can't talk about it at all right now. It's very secretive. But there's something big in the works for for wrestling in general that um, I may be a big part of. So um, just, um, well... You don't have to. You don't have to listen for whatever it happens. Just will blow the
1: sky. You got it. Uh, now uh, we can't have the legendary Jake Roberts on our show without not talking wrestling. Um, you know, recently yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin has been very vocal as of late about the use of his Stunner mm. by John Cena. Uh, your DDT yeah. gets used on any given night about maybe four or five times. Oh yeah. Uh, with, sure. the, with that being said, do you think that the DDT is
0: overused in today's wrestling landscape? You know, it doesn't bother me because these idiots are going out there and doing it and uh, they don't realize what they're telling with people. They're telling with people that Jake Roberts is better than they are. Mm-hmm. Because when Jake Roberts did it, you don't get your butt back up, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a finishing maneuver. So if uh, the move that you're doing for a one count or a two count, you can't keep them on the map, then you've got a problem. Sure. You're just not as good as Jake. That's the whole truth. Sure. You know, and... Uh, uh, I'm glad they. I'm glad they do it because you know, I get a little giggle out of it. <laughs> but uh, I just wish somebody did it right. <laughs> That's right. You know, not the way I did it. Yep.
5: Now you were regarded as one of, if not the best, talkers in the world of professional wrestling. Um, was cutting promos something that came naturally to you, or did you struggle with it in the beginning?
0: Oh. Well, oh my gosh! Struggle like everybody else does, man. I mean. Um, you know, I called a break when I got my voice box crushed uh, in 1979, I think, when that happened. That's the reason his voice sounds like this. It's not whiskey and cocaine that did this. It might have helped, but it didn't do it. But, um, you know, you, you got to find your style, your niche, and you got to think about it, man. And, uh, I, I'm just so glad that I went out and did it the way I did it because, uh, maybe somebody else will catch it on to how to cut a good promo is by getting inside people's head, not just yelling as loud as you possibly can and thinking, and that's going to make it because it's not, yeah. you know, nobody wants to hear anybody scream. Hell, if you, somebody walks in your room screaming, I turn my back and keep on walking, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear that crap, but you gotta, you gotta play them, man. It's like a chess game or a violin. You gotta, you gotta love that, that interview, man. And, uh, if you can't have fun doing it, then it wasn't any good. Yep. I'll tell you that. Watch, watch Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific Funk have to make Terry Funk doesn't have to make any sense, but you love listening to his crap. <laughs> <laughs> now, is
1: there a specific formula for creating a great promo, or is it mainly just going with
0: your gut and emotions? You know, I always go with my gut and emotions. But before I did that, I always try to come up with a couple of lines, man. That. You know, I always went with uh, the thought that if I said something that you've heard several times in your life, you're going to agree with my interview before I ever get it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, uh, um, it could be anything that has that, been repeated by, by song or by movies or maybe your mom told you something repeatedly. And if I hit that early in the interview, you're agreeing with me without even knowing a subliminal fault basically.
5: Obviously, you're well-known throughout the land of professional wrestling for bringing a snake to the ring. Has there ever been a time that someone flat-out refused to work with you because you they were afraid of snakes?
0: Yeah, 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 there's lots of guys who didn't like it, man. They didn't do it, you know, but uh, that was okay with me. Hell, I didn't like them either. What the hell? <laughs> now, well, who's
1: the, uh, whose idea was it to send you out there with a the, with the snake?
0: Well, I've had a snake a snake idea for years, you know, but nobody would allow me to do it. Bill Watts was the worst. He, did, he told me, he said, out and out, He goes, you know, it's not a damn circus. You know, what the hell you think this is? Guess just want Bill Watts. It is a goddamn circus. There you go.
5: <laughs> do you have any stories you can share with us about when a snake got loose or any issues you might have had with your pets over the years?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 I've got all sorts of shit stories to tell about it, man, but I do those at the comedy tour, man, I bring all the, the funny stuff out and all the crazy things that happen with the snake in the locker room or in a strip joint or somewhere, there's always some, something to with that damn snake, yeah. and, uh... You know, sometimes I initiated, sometimes I didn't. It just happened, but that's the way it goes.
1: You got it. Uh, now, uh, professional wrestling is once again growing in popularity uh, with WWE's yep. global reach, and as, uh, even with the WWE Network now. Uh, what do you hope? Yep. What do you hope future generations of wrestlers learn from you?
0: Well, I hope to help with this um, WWE Twenty Four if they go back and watch my old stuff because that's when I was riding on, man. Uh, so uh, you know enjoy it if you can pick up something from it good if you didn't you're an idiot
5: wrestling fans are notorious for making comparisons of their favorite wrestlers past and present uh, with that being said do you see yourself in any of the current talent in the world of wrestling today
0: uh, I guess the closest would be Bray Wyatt All right. you know he would be the closest I guess um uh, I really think a lot of his talent. I just hope they don't water him down or just piss on it and let him go. You know, I don't know, and that's for the uh, that's for the, the writers to handle. And it just it really it really strains me whenever I think about people that are writing that have never been in the ring. But I guess that's the way it's working these days. And WWE's been very successful with it. I've, you know, I can't say enough about the WWE because um, they did try to help me get cleaned up several times. Mm-hmm. And to this day, they still take care of my therapy and stuff that I do, and I, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's a good world today, guys. And um, if we'd all wake up each morning and try to do one nice thing for somebody else and do that first before you start your day, it should make this world a better place. Because they say that that anything evil came from a, came from a, from a thought. Well, why are we thinking like that? Hmm. That's my question. Why are we thinking like that? So, you know, let's, let's draw back a little bit and enjoy life like I'm going to because I've got to go to a doctor's appointment someone throw their sushi down my throat and get the hell out of here, guys.
1: For, for the fans listening today, uh, where can they keep up with the snake on social media? Um, I know you have a pro wrestling t-shirt out right now and then you also have screen- is, what, what screenings is. coming up uh, soon for the, the movie.
0: Jake Snake DDT on Twitter, man. And uh, you can grab a hold of me there and see which way I'm running. I've got t shirts. i got this. i got that. I've got it all going on, man. But get ready for that book to hit. The movie's coming to your town. JakeSnakeMovie.com. Check that out so you can find out where it's going. All right, you got it. And Jake, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: We can't wait to see the resurrection no of Jake the Snake Roberts. Thank you, bro.
5: That was a dream come true. Once again, we want to thank Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Be sure to get out there and look for his movie, "The Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts," coming to hopefully a theater near you. Um, but if you have, if you love that interview and you want to find more of our interviews, there's several ways to do it. But all of our interviews go from here to YouTube. So if you want to follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us. YouTube.com/slash another wrestling pod, you get YouTube exclusives, you get Independent Spotlight, you get it all, so definitely subscribe to us, and and like our videos, and leave us a comment as well while you're there.
1: That's right, Jonathan. So, uh, we're talking about promos today, uh, we, we just spoke to one of the king of promos, uh, Jake the Snake, uh, but Jonathan, there's been many you know, instances where there's just been like a promo of the decade kind of a thing, a promo of the times. Um, and so we'll just take a little stroll down memory lane and let's play some of the promos, uh, and we'll discuss it. Okay. Are you down for that?
5: Oh, I'm always down for that.
1: All right, Jonathan. Well, let me take you back to the King of the Ring, 1996, when possibly my adolescence, oh, I lost a little bit of during this because, you know, I was still in that mindset of, you know, uh, wrestling, it's, it's in a, you know, it's in a different world, but this promo kind of broke the bank to where this is real for me right now. So... Guys, if you don't know who I'm talking about, well, you're going to know right now. Stone Cold Steve Austin. The fourth prestigious king of the ring, Stone
6: Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory.
2: The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Come on. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWE because I prove, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. He is Stone Cold. Come on, that's not necessary. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird. All right, stop And try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWE superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them.
4: All right, Stone Cold Steve
2: Austin. and his remarks? Yes, sir. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWE champion. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so.
1: All right, Jonathan, wow. Uh, you know, history in the making with this promo. I mean, you know, you, you, I don't think... <laughs> I don't even know what you could have told him to go out there and say. You know, this is like Steve Austin knowing what to do in the you know the right place, the right time. Coined two of his you know trademark phrases in this speech. You know, Austin three sixteen, and that's the bottom line. You know, uh, wow, what a great promo! I remember watching it live. It was uh, it was definitely the real deal back then.
5: Yeah, and you know one of the things that is obviously overlooked whenever you watch this promo. He had wrestled several matches in the King of the Ring. He finally won the King of the Ring. But during his first match, he went against Wild Man Mark Marrow. Got his mouth, his tongue, like split open. He had 16 stitches, went to the hospital, came back to wrestle, beat Jake the Snake Roberts to become the King of the Ring. Um, you know, so obviously he probably his mouth and everything wasn't feeling the best. He went out there, put on not only uh, one of the best promos of his career, but it skyrocketed him into superstardom. One of my favorite things, if you're watching that video about that, is Doc Hendricks' face whenever he says, <laughs> Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Um, but, you know, it, it wasn't scripted. And he said Austin 316, and the next night there were people with shirts. So it was really just an amazing thing. It was right place, right time. But, No one else could have cut that promo. Even if they would have written that for Stone Cold, it wouldn't have been as good as if if he just did it on his own.
1: No, that's right. I mean, it's, it's probably, I don't know, it's definitely up there as maybe the top three, top five best promos ever. I don't know. It's definitely up there, one of those. Um, but it, definitely a classic. Definitely one worth playing uh, today. Just to reminisce about and talk. And, guys, like, once again, if you're hearing us, let us know your thoughts on it, too. we got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash anotherwrestlingpodcast. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. So, anotherwrestlingpodcast.com, you can find it, guys. Let us know what your thoughts are on it, because we want to hear from you. Uh, Jonathan, though, uh, scrolling down memory lane. Uh, let's go to some older ones, too, that uh, we've come across. Um you know, uh, rest in peace, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, you know, before coming to the WWE, was pretty big superstar also. And, uh, you know, he had a really big uh, uh, promo back then. And uh, if we could play it, it's, uh, it's about hard times, baby. Hard times.
2: Here is the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And, Dusty, your fans, welcome you back, man. First of all... I would like to thank
3: the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, The American Dream while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the rest fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Road The American Dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Rick Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are daddy. And, Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day. It's supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My heart is just a little big. But, brother, I am bad, and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne, and he's dead, brother. And the other was right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me. And this time, I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues, Dusty Rhodes Tour 85. And Ric Flair, nature boy. Let me leave you with this. One way. To hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world. That's the world's heavyweight title. I'm gonna take it. I've been there twice. This time when I take it, daddy, I'm gonna take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't let me down now. Cause I came back for you, for that man up there that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity. To see a real wolf champion, and I'm proud of you, and thank God I have you, and I love you. Love you. All
1: right, Jonathan. So uh, you know Dusty Rhodes, you know, great on the mic, great promo. Uh, one thing about promos, Jonathan, is that you kind of gotta, you gotta relate to your audience. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta tell them what you're dealing with, kind of maybe like what they're dealing with, and you know the hard times promo was perfect on spot people you know dealing with hard times you know couldn't uh you know weren't maybe rich or whatnot they're going through hard times right so he's telling it like it is he's relating to the people the crowd uh and that's how you win them over you know what i mean so i think this promo is probably one of the greatest of all times also because you know it, it, it gets the relationship between the fans and him on you know on par uh I don't know how else best best to say it, but you know what I mean just relating with your audience and definitely you know making them feel like you're one of them man you you just won the crowd forever kind of a thing you know what i mean so i uh, definitely one of the greats what do you what do you think
5: yeah the hard times promo for me is it's not necessarily it's it's one of his best he had several others i I really like the stuff whenever he came over to to w w f he was the common man and he you know he would go around and do dirt, certain jobs and stuff. But um, Dusty Rhodes, his, I mentioned it earlier, passion. That's what it was. It was just passion. It it came through in everything that he said, everything he did. And that's why he was teaching classes down at NXT. You know, he was helping the, the people of the future learn promos. And if you look at that, if you listen, like, he you believe everything he said. And that's what... For me, made Dusty Rhodes such a great promo because it it sounded like Dusty Rhodes, the wrestler, and it also sounded like Dusty Rhodes, the the person. There really wasn't a, a question of who was telling you that you would believe it coming from either one of them. So, uh, passion, emotion, those were all things that the greats have, and Dusty was. Definitely one of the best talkers in the business.
1: Exactly, man. Just, just both of them from Steve Austin, to Dusty Rhodes, right? You know, the intensity of both of them, two different kinds of intensity a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's still like, man, you really have a lot of emotion and intensity in those promos and it like it really, you know, gets to the audience and really, you know, it, it makes you listen and it just it makes you a part of what you're watching. And I don't know, it, it's it, it, two of the greatest right there. I mean, Jonathan, two of the
5: greatest all right now Steve we just talked about Stone Cold Steve Austin we talked about Dusty Rhodes and they are known for being very loud very uh, boisterous a lot of emotion in their promos but uh, we just spoke with Jake the Snake Roberts and we would be remiss if we didn't actually talk about a Jake Roberts promo now um, Jake had a different style whenever he talked it was soft-spoken he never had to raise his voice and you just stopped, like I said, what you were doing, and you you listened. And the one promo that everybody talks about, God, there were a million that he did yeah. that were amazing. But uh, the one right at WrestleMania six, whenever he was going against Ted DiBiase, um, it is an amazing promo. If you are near a computer or if you know it word by word, then just think about it as we talk about it. But um, he is talking basically about how... Um, Million Dollar Man, uses his money, but it really isn't going to help him in the afterlife, and he's going to be wallowing in the muck of Everest. Um, It's an amazing promo, and you should check it out.
4: Jake the Snake Roberts, the match is at hand. Well, well, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, here we are at WrestleMania, and it's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line. Namely, the million-dollar belt. Oh, yeah. It can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back (laughs) is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget, we remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them, and you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate (laughs) that the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice.
1: Longfellow couldn't have said it better. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, you know, another all-time great promo artist, uh, if you will. Um, You know, highly intelligent, you know, that low tone, that voice. He had that voice where, you know, you just, like you said, you got to stop and listen to him. Uh, he didn't need to scream. He didn't need that intensity like Dusty Rhodes or Steve Austin. Uh, he didn't really need to, you know, he didn't need to scream to get his point across, but just, you know, he had it in his voice, and it was just, a, it was a whole different kind of promo game with him, uh, and it was it was different, but it was good, you know, and that's what I think uh, set him apart from a lot of the other guys uh, doing their promos, to where he didn't need to scream like the Warrior, he didn't need to scream like Dusty, you know, he had what he was saying, he knew what he was saying, and, uh, you know, he just had it in his own voice, and it just entertaining to listen to uh needless to say
5: well we've we've talked about some amazing promos of yesteryear um but we kind of touched on it earlier now we're starting to get into the the reality era today's era where wrestling the curtain's been pulled back a little bit so it takes a lot to shock people bray wyatt is a great promo he does some amazing promos but um One that everybody knows that has been talked about over and over and over, it kind of crossed over to modern pop culture, was the CM Punk pipe bomb promo. Um, What can be said about this that hasn't already been said. It really, for fans at that time that were kind of wavering on the popularity of professional wrestling, this sucked them back in. CM Punk has never been at a loss for words, but I would definitely say that this is some of his best work.
6: John Cena, while you, you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this, because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE Championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you John, I don't even dislike you. I do like you, I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing You're better at than I am, and that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though, he's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one, when I walked into this company, and I've been vilified and hated since that day, because Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar, and he split just like I'm splitting, but the biggest difference between me and Brock is I'm going to leave with the WWE Championship. I've grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that they're just that. They're completely imaginary. The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out, for almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even at commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your lovely little collector cups, I'm not on the cover of the program, I'm barely promoted, I don't get to be in movies, I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not on the poster of WrestleMania, I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Conan O'Brien, I'm not on Jimmy Fallon, but the fact of the matter is I should be, and trust me, this isn't sour grapes, but the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of Wrestlemania next year and I'm not makes me sick! Oh, and hey, let, let me get something straight, those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just the biggest part of me leaving as anything else. Because you're the ones that are sipping out of those collector cups right now. You're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at 5 in the morning at the airport, you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try to sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to go get a real job. I'm leaving with the WWE Championship on July 17th and who knows, maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. Hey Colt Cabana, how you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people because after I'm gone, you're still gonna pour money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's gonna keep turning and I understand that. But Vince McMahon's gonna make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical yes men like John Laurinaitis, who's gonna tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead. But the fact is, it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon, all right? Can we do this whole bully
2: campaign?
1: Jonathan, uh, you know, this was another moment that defined a wrestler's career. I mean, he was on his way out the door. They gave him an open mic to talk about anything he wanted to. I I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to have been, like, just listening to to, to coming up with this idea. Like, oh, all right, well, he's almost done. Let's just give him a mic and see what he has to say. I would have loved to have known whose idea that was and, you know, just to, to, to get behind that whole process of letting him do this because if that would have never happened you know, he would have never became one of the, you know, uh, longest reigning champs of the modern era, Uh, you know, granted, he still wasn't happy with the way his career turned out after that, didn't really get to main event like he wanted to, uh, especially at WrestleMania, Uh, but hey man, it it was definitely something that, you know, changed his whole career right after then, uh, for the good, and then, you know, he kind of left after that, but uh, still, uh, it was one of those moments where, you know, you're listening on TV, even if you're online, checking Facebook, you heard him start talking about stuff that was real, you know what I mean, to where he looked into the camera, he, he said hi to Colt Cabana, talked about Vince, talked about Cena, you know, it was, it was like, wow. The shit's going down right now And that's one S-bomb a show, Jonathan But, you know, it was going down And it was, I couldn't believe they kept rolling on it Like this, you didn't know if it was real You didn't know if it was fake You didn't know what the heck was going on Uh, And it was one of those moments, man You kind of wish would happen every so often A lot more than what it does But, uh, man, that's the art of the, the, you know Non-scripted promos And, uh, you know, just coming from his gut Coming from his heart And, uh, man one of the greats. You can't. I don't think you ever get sick of listening to it and just reliving that moment. Um, wow, it's one of those things that you just. I just love all these promos that we've talked about already, Jonathan. And I know we've talked about. There's tons more. There's thousands of promos out there, guys. And if you're listening right now, please let us know what we missed because I mean we could do this all day. That's what we well, do,
5: right? I I can tell you right now that there's several that you missed. Um, <laughs> let's see here scott steiner does math and tna that was a great <laughs> promo um i have to throw out probably one of the best is whenever psycho sid is talking to jim ross backstage and he thinks it's taped and uh jim ross says we're live buddy like we're live pal like he can't he can't go back over and fix what he just said that was stupid <laughs> But probably, uh, well, we have to throw in the Shockmaster. That was an amazing um, promo. But if I had to say the best promo of all time, look it up, Jumpin' Jeff Farmer.
4: Earlier we talked to Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Let's go now to that interview. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep.
3: Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't going my way. Motley Cruz, you turn the tables on me. You turn the tables in a wrong way. You've got me mad now. I've stood around, I've listened to everything you had to say. I've did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another and you cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force.
4: Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now let's go to the ring.
1: Johnson, what a... Man, uh, <laughs> I couldn't imagine being there when they did this promo live. Uh, just being the cameraman, at least, just to be like, is this really happening right now? Like, uh, it would definitely be surreal. Yep. <laughs> well, guys, uh, the Jonathan, the promos. They are the promo. Um, we talked a lot about different kinds of promos. We played some promos. We talked to one of the greatest promo artists of all time, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, what else could we do today, Jonathan, except for just carry on to, to the next show, episode 71 next week, right?
5: Episode 71. Keep listening, folks. Um, you know, go to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. It's really the mothership for us you can learn anything you want about us we're going to be coming to a lot of shows near you soon we're going to have a lot more guests a lot of great guests so keep up with us like us follow us subscribe to us tweet us we want you as involved as possible because after all we do the show for you the fans
1: that's right guys like you said follow all the links subscribe to us uh, because we want to hear from you and if we really want to hear from you. You guys could also call our hotline, which is 802-297-7672. That's 802-AWP-7672. Call us. Leave a comment. Tell us about something you want to hear. Tell, you, tell us about a guest you want us to get. Uh, tell us how much you love the show. Tell us how much you hate the show. Whatever you guys want to leave, we're going to play it. Uh, the best calls will get played. Uh, so, you know, call the AWP hotline and... Uh, let us know what you what you think or, or how you're feeling. Or give us a good promo, Jonathan. Maybe we can get some of the callers out there to give us their promo about anything you want. I don't care what it is. Just call and give us a promo, huh?
5: Absolutely. We'd love to hear them. And, uh, you know, let's see what you got. That's the show for today. We want to thank you all for listening. Each and every
1: week, we do this show free of charge for you, the fans.
5: Now if you're wondering how to repay us for all this amazing content, we have just the thing.
1: Subscribe to us on iTunes, and while you're there, be sure to rate us and give us a good review.
5: And if you're looking for more information about AWP, then head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com.
1: We're all over social media, Jonathan. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and more. Just Google it.
5: And if you're an AWP super fan, you can also show your support by going over to ProWrestlingTees.com and buying one of our official AWP shirts. Also, you can find out how to sponsor us. If you feel so inclined, you can find out all that information on our website as well.
1: That's right. We couldn't do the show without any of you. So tune in next week for... (sighs) Another Wrestling Podcast.